Hello, dear ones, and welcome back to another episode of All Things Empath. I am your host and healing mentor, Laura Ann. And today's episode is the third in the three-part series highlighting the importance of a holistic approach to healing. So if you haven't already, I invite you to go back and listen to the last two episodes on healing mind and healing body. And of course, today we are talking about healing spirit. When I talk about spirit, what am I talking about? What do I mean? Uh, I believe that my spirit is the collection of my energy bodies and that it is infused with my soul's essence. Though my spirit is not actually my soul. So yes, I do believe in souls. I also believe in reincarnation, but these are my personal beliefs. You can believe in God or mother earth or the universe or source energy or whatever, and still be able to work with your energy bodies because they exist independently of, of what we believe about a higher power and, um, the way that the universe works. So energy, what is it? Energy is the unseen but felt. And in thinking about and feeling into energy and spirit, I like to lean on both science and spirituality, which I believe to be two sides of the same coin. So often, Science is the tool and methodology through which we attempt to answer many of the questions that spirituality also asks and attempts to answer for all of us. Science is getting to the place now where we can see more and more what before was unseeable. So things that were thought to be magic or thought to be you know, super woo or uh, unverifiable are now verifiable because of the technological and theoretical advances that we've had in science. For example, the tech, like I talked about in the healing body episode, um, the technology that we have now to go into living systems and witness fascia in action in a living body. Whereas before we only had access to looking at our fascial network in cadavers. Now the technology has gotten to the place where we can see it in a living system. And so it makes sense in a new way. And we're seeing things that we're only able to hypothesize about before that now we are able to actually see it and verify it because of that shift in technology. Also, when we're looking at theories and application of theory in uh, quantum physics, for example, that would be uh, another place where we see the advancing of science in the field of science um, beginning to answer questions for us that um, we didn't have answers to before. And even looking in the realm of alternative medicine, more and more research and data coming back to support a lot of the practices that we've seen uh, in traditional ancient medicines, um, you know, in traditional Chinese medicine, for example, and acupuncture, uh, with yoga, with um, Ayurvedic practices. So there's, there's a lot of um, a really interesting crossover there. So when I'm thinking about and exploring energy and spirit, 
I really like to look at it from both sides of that coin, from, from the scientific as well as the spiritual perspectives, which I think is rooted in my own kind of journey with spirituality uh, and my own journey with my belief systems around spirit and energy. Um, you know, I didn't believe that energy was real. <laughs> it feels like a million years ago in another life, but it was in this lifetime. Um, lots of transformations since that belief system was held to be true by myself, but I was uh, really not a spiritual person. Uh, I was very cut off. I didn't believe energy was real. Um, you know, and that is because I was raised in a very religious family. And as a child, uh, I had that, that kind of just complete and total deep and fully trusting faith that kids can have. And then around the age of 16, um, yeah, I lost my faith completely. And I didn't know it, but I'd really been harboring uh, some deep rage and grief over a sense of of really being betrayed by God. Um, and and that you know through my healing journey, I've come to understand that. But at the time, I was just very triggered by all things religious. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, and then in college, um, undergrad, I was introduced to Buddhism and Taoism, which didn't feel triggering in that way. And both of which resonated at a very deep level for me and gave me some solid ground to stand on in trying to make sense of the world my place in it and my belief systems. But I was still a pretty long way from having what what I would call faith and regaining that faith and that that connection with a higher power. Um, at that time, even in my late 20s, um, when I was pursuing the healing arts and massage, I was very focused on the verifiable and the quantifiable. Um, you know, I actually got my start as a functional and structural massage therapist. And uh, I think, you know, I, I could be quoted as having said back then, like energy is, is BS. <laughs> um, I, I just didn't, I didn't buy into that world and that realm at all. And, um, you know, becoming a massage therapist, uh, there were a lot, if I look back, there were a lot of seeds planted. It was definitely a part of my path and my purpose and not a coincidence at all that I, that I got to that place. And it was, it's been a hugely transformational journey for me being in the healing arts and pursuing that professionally is what allowed me to heal personally as well. Um, but when I got started again, I was looking to be a structural massage therapist at one of the biggest, uh, things that had given me an epiphany about massage and the possibilities with it as a modality was actually seeing my father go through a really horrific bicycle accident and he's fully recovered and uh, is in great health now. Uh, but at the time it was pretty touch and go. And there were some uncertainties around the level of his recovery. And um, it was a very life-threatening, serious accident that he had had. And it was a long road of rehabilitation afterwards. And, you know, I had quit my job and I had moved home to help take care of him. And one of the things that really stood out in his uh, physical therapy and rehab sessions, the days on which he had massage 
therapy made such a huge impact on uh, his state of mind, his emotional well-being, as well as his physical recovery. And just talking with the therapist a little bit and getting a bit of an understanding that, oh, wow, massage is is actually really useful. And, and it's not just, it, it shifted me out of the place of like, oh, it's just a treat. Let's go on vacation and get a hot stone massage kind of thing, which is how I'd always viewed it before. Um, and so with that in mind, when I got started as a massage therapist myself, that's what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to work with chiropractors. I wanted to work with physical therapists and really be a, a functional, functional, structural therapist. Um, but over time, working with people, hands on bodies, I experienced things that just couldn't be rationally explained. Um, both in working with people in the role of therapist, uh, but also through through that journey, um, receiving work myself learning more, going to continuing education, starting to study myofascial release. I started to have experiences personally on the table uh, where, where I was being treated um, that I couldn't explain rationally. And you have enough of those experiences, or I should say I had enough of those experiences that, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't deny the truth that energy is real and that there is a whole host of <laughs> other stuff um, that I had before really thought was, you know, children's stories that through my own experiences, um, I came to to believe in and reconnect with and open, open my mind and my heart to. And, and slowly but surely, um, I opened up to the world of energy and spirituality and somewhere along the way in that journey, I found my own faith and opening myself up to divine love and support saved my life. It was exactly what I didn't realize I was missing and what I didn't know I needed. So opening my heart and reconnecting with my higher power empowered me to take courageous steps deeper and deeper into healing and self-love and that actually led me to my sobriety and that experience planted the seed of understanding for me that a holistic approach is essential on the healing path to truly thriving in life and more and more as I practice with others and as I practice with myself I see that to be true Okay, so let's come back to this question. What is energy? Energy is emotions. Energy is vibrational frequency. Um, so I really love Dr. Joe Dispenza. I think he does incredible work. He, um, he really does sit at the crossroads of science and spirituality, which as you know, I'm a fan of. And, um, one of the ways he explains it is the, the idea that thoughts are magnetic energy and that emotions are electric energy. And you may be aware, you know, we emit, uh, measurable, electromagnetic fields as human beings. And um, so Dr. Joe posits that 
your thoughts have a magnetic energetic charge and that your emotions have an electric energetic charge and that it's these thoughts and emotions energetically that create our electromagnetic field. And when we look at, well, what is magnetic energy and what is electric energy? Um, you know, when we get it to the most essential boiled down level of explanation, um, electrons move in space with magnetic energy and electrons move in time with electric energy. So electrons moving in space for magnetic, electrons moving in time for electric, and that together creates the electromagnetic field. And Dr. Joe Dispenza uh, and his team are doing a lot of really interesting research around this and the effects of meditation and gratitude practices and specifically working with the quantum field within your own mind, body, spirit to affect a change physically and energetically within and without. And it's really exciting because in, in order to know what the right next questions are to ask and, um, and to research, we need actual data to go off of. That's, you know, sort of one of the, the big benefits of a scientific approach, right? And so that's something that Dr. Joe is working on. But I really love his explanation of, of energy in that way because it feels very tangible and it's something I can wrap my mind around. Um, and I think it's a really great starting point, especially if you're kind of like I used to be, where you're like, I don't know about this energy thing. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, we have instruments that can actually, you know, measure the electromagnetic field. It's very well documented. And so that's one one step in the direction of understanding energy that might feel accessible for you. And it's something when I'm trying to wrap my head around it and I'm feeling maybe a little mind blown, when I come back to that sense of it, of what energy is, uh, it's very helpful and supportive for me. Um, personally, when I'm trying to wrap my head around what what is energy and how does it all work and how are we all connected, I, I always come back to fascia. Um, if you haven't listened to it, I, I definitely invite you to check out the episode on healing the body for a more in-depth look and understanding of what fascia is and how it operates within our bodies and our systems. Um, but that's what I come back to when I my, my understanding of the universe is that it's a fascial universe, that everything is connected, uh, that there can be these subtle and instantaneous communications through the fascial fabric of reality, that energy can be, can be held, can be processed, transmuted, transformed, and released and on the scientific side of it, when when I'm thinking about the fascial universe and understanding it, uh, it, it brings me into theories uh, like string theory and thinking about quantum physics. So when I come back then to the lived experience of this in the instrument of our bodies and, and then thinking about the experience of energy within the body, that's when we start to get into our chakras, like our main energy centers, um, you know, the, the different layers of energy bodies that we have and our aura. When it comes to the lived experience, um, it's again, it can be a combination of, of sensation, emotion, and thought that will get 
as like an energetic read, for example. So um, empaths are and highly sensitive people who were very sensitive to energy and to emotion and to feeling and intuiting between the lines. So it's a very common experience for, for us to uh, walk into a room and um, I'll use a personal pronoun, you know, when I'll walk into a room sometimes where there's been an argument or a kerfuffle or there's something off. And before I walked into that room, I was feeling really great. And then I walk into that room and all of a sudden uh, my body temperature might shift. I might feel burning in my cheeks, a feeling in my gut. Very often I feel it in my throat. Um, I think in general, we tend to feel energy uh, in places where maybe we have a little bit of stock energy ourselves, um, that it can come up first, but it can also be coming up in in different energy centers of our body based on the kind of energy that we're resonating with. Um, So, you know, for example, if there was an argument and, um, you know, there was a holding back or potentially even a a true vocalization of someone's truth um, and that they needed to be heard, then maybe that's why I'm feeling it in my throat. Uh, Often I kind of let go of the why and they need to know why. I found that to be very useful for myself, but um, just to say in the lived experience of feeling energy in our bodies, that's one way that we can experience it. And, uh, you know, there are many different theories and beliefs around energy bodies and energy centers and auras. Personally, I do believe that we have different resonant energy bodies And it's sort of a combination of our perception of these that makes up what we understand to be our energetic aura. Uh, You can actually get your aura photographed. Uh, There's, as you may know, I I moved from Austin, Texas uh, recently to Asheville, North Carolina. Um, But in Austin, uh, there's a Carrie Moss. She's an amazing crystal healer and just light being and fantastic human being. Um, But she has a company called Mood by Moss and she does really beautiful aura photography. So if you're ever in Texas or in central Texas, definitely check out Mood by Moss and see what she's up to if you want to get your aura photographed. It's very cool, especially having lived there for so long to get my aura photographed at different times and to see how it changes because it does your energy isn't going to be the same all the time it depends on uh you know so many different facets and aspects of yourself and your environment um, because we are these instruments that are emitting and transmitting uh, and receiving information at all times and so it just makes sense that that your aura is going to look a little bit different every time you uh, you see it. And some people can see it with their own eyes. I don't see auras, although I do uh, sometimes see energy when I'm working with people hands-on, um, but it's generally not colored. Uh, my perception of color comes when I'm working with folks and my eyes are closed and I'm uh, energetically connected with them. That's when I start to see the colors coming through, um, and the the color of your aura. Uh, there's meanings associated with that that I'm not um, highly educated in. Uh, but when it comes to colors with energy in our 
chakras. That's something that I can speak to a little bit more in detail. So what are chakras? They are powerful energy centers within our physical bodies that ripple out and affect our higher frequency energy bodies outside of our physical form. Uh, There are seven central chakras. Um, There are more than that. We have lots of chakra energy centers throughout our body. Uh, For example, you know, on the palms of our hands and on the bottom of our feet. Um, But there are seven main ones. And it's really important to work with keeping your chakras balanced so that energy can flow through your systems, like vital life energy that, that affects you on your own uh, functionality, but also in processing energy that you're encountering and, and having that flow so that it can be processed and, and released. So the, the major uh, chakras, we have our root chakra, which is associated with the color red, our sacral chakra, which is associated with the color orange, your solar plexus, which is associated with yellow. Then you have your heart associated with green, your throat with blue, and then your third eye is with uh, purple and your crown chakra is is with like a indigo violet color. Um, And again, those are just the seven major chakras. And, um, you know, it's one of the things to think about uh, when you're breathing, you know, noticing that, you know, the chakra, those energy centers, centers, uh, the major ones are going up your torso, uh, up your spine. Um, And so it can be a really powerful tool to visualize breathing through those energy centers from root to crown and back and forth. Uh, Visualization and intention are really powerful tools with energy work. So feel around and play around with with what feels good to you uh, in breath work and meditation that you're doing with visualizing and setting intentions around clearing and balancing your chakras. So again, um, you know, these are my beliefs and my understandings based on uh, my own experiences and studies uh, within the healing arts and within my own healing journey. And I just really want to underline here, you don't have to believe what I believe to work on your own spirit or energy and figure out what really resonates most with you and what you want to work with first, because you more than anyone else, know what you need. And you are going to be able uniquely to meet yourself where you're at and know what the right next step is for you. Um, There can be a lot of uh, feedback frequencies that come into play and might make you doubt yourself, but just trust that you do know. And, um, you know, your, your understandings and your inner knowing doesn't have to look like anybody else's, least of all mine. But my understanding is, again, that my spirit is the collective effect of my energy bodies, that my spirit's not my soul, um, as I mentioned at the start of this episode, uh, but whatever you believe, whether you believe in souls um, or spirit or energy, uh, whatever you believe, knowing that a connection with a higher power of some kind is a really essential piece on the healing path. Um, You know, when we talk about a holistic approach, that's what I'm talking about. It's that there's this part of us, um, no matter what you believe, that um, if we don't nurture and, and tend to 
and care for this facet of ourselves that um, we are going to remain blocked and stuck in some way and we're going to come up against a wall with our healing and with our growth and that's because we are mind body spirit mind body energy these these multiple multiple facets of self and of being all need to be cared for nurtured and nourished so today i'm not going to get any more into super nuanced and detailed views of you know the different levels of energy bodies that we have and energy work that we can do uh, but i just wanted to set you up for your own exploration of what energy and spirit feel like for you and how they tie into your own belief system and how your belief system might want to change and shift mine certainly has and I'm sure will, uh, as I continue to grow and heal myself. Um, but again, you know, empaths, especially we need to actively work on keeping open a connection to a higher power in order to fully come back home within ourselves and to feel empowered and in alignment, you know, working with your energy and practicing good energetic hygiene is an absolutely essential part of healing and daily self-care for empaths. Um, why? It's uh, a few different reasons. One, um, empaths are natural transmuters and energy alchemists. So it's one of the reasons that we feel all of the feels. So you know, we, we get all of this information energetically um, from multiple sources, from our actual physical environment, from the collective subconscious, from you know the uh, the stars and the planets, from astrology, um, and working with your energy, it's really imperative for keeping yourself in a higher vibrational state, so that the lower and denser vibrations don't get stuck within your systems so that you're able to, to create and maintain more of a state of flow and experience more ease, more joy, and just generally a better state of health. Um, when we're talking about energy as a vibrational frequency and thinking about, um, for example, the proposed law of attraction, that the idea that we're constantly emitting that electromagnetic and energetic field around ourselves and the frequencies that we're vibrating at and putting out into the world not only affect how we perceive it, but also affect what is attracted to us because like attracts like. That's kind of the general principle behind the law of attraction. So higher vibes attract higher vibes, but higher vibes also perceive higher vibes. So it's a kind of a positive feedback loop. And then once you're vibrating more consistently at a higher frequency, the lower and denser frequencies really kind of barely register. Um, and they where they used to have a really noticeable effect and sway over you. So energetic hygiene is really important. Um, it also helps to keep your channels open. And when you're working with grounding and centering and clearing and protection, you're keeping the flow of energy moving so that stuck energy gets released and other energies don't stagnate. 
And that energy flow and connection to a higher power is important because as I mentioned earlier, it's one of the reasons that we're empaths and that we have these gifts. It's to be able to feel and receive energy, receive emotions and information and direction from source, God, higher self, mother earth, whatever you believe in as a higher power, you know, working with your energy is part of self-care and maintenance for the instrument that is your mind, body, spirit, and it will allow you to be a more receptive instrument, a more receptive channel for important messages that will guide you on this journey of life. So working with our energy is imperative for keeping ourselves in a higher vibrational state so that those lower, denser vibrations don't get stuck and we can create and maintain uh, more of a state of flow and experience more ease and joy. Is this work that you do? I would love to know. Um, feel free to, to message me on my Instagram at Homestead Healing. If you uh, have questions about energy work, if you uh, felt that anything really resonated, especially for you in this episode, I'd love to hear back from you. Uh, any feedback, any questions that you have around working with your energy and with spirituality. And um, I do have a free masterclass coming up the three secrets to powerful energy protection for empaths, how to stop struggling with your energy and get the most out of energy work. And I'm linking the registration page to my free masterclass in the notes of this episode. So uh, with that, I will close out and just deeply thank you for trusting me with yourself um, and coming to me in this space to listen to what I have to share. I'm so grateful for you uh, and for your time and energy and heart-filled presence here. And I just want you to know, you may already know this, but it's just a reminder, you're doing the best you can where you're at with what you've got. And I love you.